in our life to bring us to this point. Um, I just think it's really cool. How, who here, because of somebody that was already attending here, felt led to this church? Like, who really, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's like, and that is just, okay, here's another question. Because of that, were they just living normal, or were they throwing Jesus in, their, in your face? Were they, you know, had the Bible like this and just throwing it in your face, or were they just being themselves? They were being themselves. And I think it's so cool because, and I want to touch on that a little bit when I dive in later, um, just about how I feel like uh, it's just neat to see how God moves and, um, and how in different areas in our life we're called to do things. And sometimes we think it's right then that we're supposed to do it, but it's later on. Or we plant a seed in somebody's life, but then 10 years later you see it. You see it spout, sprout, spout. Um, we're going to talk about Elijah and Elisha um, today, and, um, and really just about how um, God was moving through Elijah and, and preparing Elisha for, for the next step. Um, before we dive in, I wanted to kind of say a couple things here. They both served in the, uh, both were prophets of Israel. They both served in the northern kingdom of Israel, and Elijah was first introduced in 1 Kings 17 as the prophet who predicted the three-year drought in the land. After being miraculously fed by ravens, he later stayed uh, with a widow and her son, and that family experienced God's supernatural provision of food. Another area where God just moved through Elijah was when, uh, after Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal, uh, when he called down the fire from heaven. And I wanted to read that. I found um, uh, a st- really just written really well about that story. It says, During the reign of Ahab and Jezebel, at the height of Baal worship in Israel, God directly confronted the paganism through his prophet Elijah. First, God showed that he, not Baal, controlled the reign by sending a drought lasting, lasting three and a half years. Then Elijah called for a showdown on Mount Carmel to prove once and for all who the true God was. All day long, 450 prophets of Baal called on their God to send fire from heaven. Surely an easy task for Baal because, um, to send fire from heaven because uh, he was associated with lightning bolts. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. But after Baal's prophets gave up, Elijah prayed a simple prayer, and God answered immediately with fire from heaven. Then the evidence was overwhelming, and the people fell and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The rain fell. Elijah fled uh, from Queen Jezebel, who was now wanting to kill him. Uh, Reaching Mount Horeb, Elijah heard the voice of God to tell him to anoint two kings, as well as Elisha as a prophet. He did this, and Elisha immediately joined him. <clears throat> when it was towards the end of Elijah's ministry, he was complaining that he was the only one left of the Israelites that was zealous for God. God told him that he had reserved 7,000 who remained true to him, and Elisha was one of those 7,000. Elijah worked in, uh, in obscurity, 
following God and remaining loyal to him. After Elijah asked him to be his successor, he followed along with Elijah for a decade and continued to work in obscurity. Roughly 10 years, he followed Elijah. We're going to dive into that, towards the end of that, and it's becoming known that Elijah's time is, is about there, where um, God is going to take him. And term, I got it up on the screen. There. It's going to be in 2 Kings uh, chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 14. We're going to read through that real quick. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take away your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, so stay here. The Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, um, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the, price, the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha said, Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and of horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My, God, my father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord of the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Three separate times, Elijah tells Elisha to stay here as I go elsewhere. And Elisha says, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. It's about the commitment he made between him and God long ago. Elijah was very pleased with the consistency of Elisha's presence. He took his cloak and struck the water with it and split the water so that he and Elisha could walk to the other side. And then he asked him, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit double portion of your spirit. Elijah says, you have asked a difficult thing. 
Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not. Elisha, having this fair opportunity to enrich himself with best riches, prays for a double portion of his spirit. He asks for not wealth, not honor, nor exemption from trouble, but to be qualified for the service of God and his generation. We will receive a call from God as disciples. We will receive a, uh, we've all been called to do something. And typically when you're called into ministry, you're very anxious to dive in. You're ready to, to do what your leader is doing or do what the person's doing that. Um, like for me, I, I, I've been called uh, since a young child, and I'll dive into that in a second. But I was ready then to do it, but it wasn't time to do it. And so what I did is I put it aside. And I kind of just let it go. And I'll dive into that in a second. But, so I'll stop talking about that. Um, <laughs> when we receive a call from God, uh, we're anxious, I already said that. For Elisha, serving Elijah helped him learn how to serve God. If you do your best in the small things, God will give you bigger things to do. In 10 years, Elisha was serving Elijah. He was sometimes asked to do the lowest of tasks. Elijah was asking him to do things that the lowest servants would typically do. If you look into Elisha, you find that um, Elijah found Elisha while he was plowing 12 yoke of oxen. This this would mean that Elisha's family was somewhat wealthy, and Elisha may have even had servants under him. In 1 Kings 19, 19 19-21, it says, So Elijah went... From there, and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him and drew and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen, ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Elisha was willing to do whatever God has asked him to do. When God calls us to do things, no matter how big it is or small, we should do it with excellence. Doing this, God will provide more opportunities to do more and possibly bigger things. Some things that we can kind of pull from it is give yourself um, to the task at hand. Don't jump ahead. There's a lot of times when uh, you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you just want to go to the light, but and we want to skip what we're going through. And there's a reason why we're going through those things. There's a reason why he's preparing us. Um, Allow God to move through you in all situations. Your purpose must be more important than your position. We all have the purpose. We all have the calling. We got to make sure that 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 is the reasoning. It's not because of a position we have or a leadership we have. It doesn't matter. When God doesn't specifically give you a mission on your own, help other leaders fulfill theirs. Again, Elijah waited 10 years to take Elijah's place as prophet. He didn't know exactly it would be 10 years. He just knew that he was called to follow him. And he continued to serve Elijah and never left his side because he knew that's what God's called him to do. As I was saying in my personal life, just to kind of touch on it, in eighth and ninth grade, I felt called in the ministry. I realized that I had a lot of school left to go, as in high school and a little bit of junior high. And um, 
I just didn't want to focus on, you know, that calling really. I, I, mean, I did, but I knew that it was down the road, and I kind of pushed it aside. What I didn't realize is that God continued to prepare me for what was coming. I graduated from high school. I found my amazing wife and got married, did different types of ministries together, wound up doing ministry with Brad and Sarah for a short time. A few months after that, we were approached by Brad and Sarah to help uh, to possibly uh, pray or to pray about a church plant. Nine people came together to help plan a church. Five years ago, uh, right, roughly five years ago, God basically told me, it's time, man. I'm, he kicked me in the butt and said, you got to go to school. So I went to school. And praise God, I'll be done in October, and I cannot wait. Um, but I say all that to say um, that to remind you that everything is in his timing and not ours. I mentioned this short glimpse of my life to help you possibly reflect on your life. God has been preparing you. God has a plan for you. There is a reason why you are here, and there's a reason why you found One Love Church. I used to work with Terry and Edie at Sam's Club, and Greg Cato as well. And Greg, I knew Greg, a lot of you know, he was my youth pastor way back in the day, and... um, so I needed a job, and Greg got me in there. So, um, but what's really cool about it is, is I worked with Terry and Edie, and in those times, I felt like, you know, I think they knew I went to church. They knew Greg went to church. You know, we uh, just lived life. You know, I mean, we didn't, like, throw it in their face or anything. But when I left to go to Enterprise, which I couldn't wait to get out of Sam's Club, but anyway, when I left to go to Enterprise, um, uh, I, when I left there, I didn't think, hey, Terry and Seth and uh, uh, Tim and Edie and all that, we're going we're gonna to be doing ministry down the road. You know, I just never thought that. Or I'd even, you know, it's not that I would not want that, but I never thought that when I left. And then to see how God has moved in that is crazy. I mean, it's just nuts. Um, and... Uh, and then through their families, just them too. Like, look at all these people here. I mean, look, look at everybody that's here. Just through them, they have drawn people closer to God. They have uh, started small groups. They have led ministries. This is just two families that have made a major impact. And it's all because of God working through people that are willing to allow him to move through you. And sometimes you don't even realize he is moving through you, but he is. And... Um, it's just neat to see that play out and then to see that from those people, more people have come. And, and that is the same for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you came here because of something. Um, and it's just really, it's just amazing how God moves. <clears throat> God is moving in each and every one of your lives. God has an opportunity for us to plant seeds that may never, may never grow until later in life. I encourage you to reflect on where you are currently in your relationship with God and reflect back to Elisha. And in that, give your best wherever God puts you. I think it's important um, to to understand that um, sometimes in ministry um, or sometimes in the congregation, I even felt this way at one time, is, is like, you know, I always wanted to be like the pastor because I felt like, that person was 
contributing the most to what God wanted, you know, what God has called us to do, but that's not the case at all. Like the, the person that is teaching our children downstairs right now is just as important as the person that uh, is Brad speaking each and every week. The person greeting somebody that walks in the door with love and says, welcome to One Love Church is just as important as the person speaking here. We all are important in furthering the kingdom of God. And we all have been called to help and contribute to that. And we're all called to go out into the world and find the lost and uh, show them the, God, the God's love. And um, I think a lot of us, we just got to find what that is. What way can we help? What way is God placed in front of us to move? And I, I just um, encourage you to really think about that. And a lot of you already are involved. And a lot of you are already doing a huge part in God's work. Um, if you've never really connected with God, I got news for you. He's waiting to hear from you because he's got a whole lot to give you. He gives his one and only, he gave his one and only son for you. If you've somewhat fallen away, like I have several times in my life, know that he's still right and ready for you. He's ready for you to turn back towards him and go all in for whatever he's called and created you to do. No matter what you're called to do, it is important. And uh, I, I just jumped ahead of myself there. Um, so whatever role he's called you to do is equally important. And we're all in this together to help further the kingdom of God. As the band comes up, I just encourage you guys to, again, just really think about Elisha, where he was at. He was leading um, he, 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 he had a comfortable life. He, I mean, you know, he was working in the fields. He, uh, his family was somewhat wealthy. They, they, they possibly had servants to help them. And Elijah felt called by God to go to Elisha, and he went to him. In doing that, he finally just felt, um, he, when, when he talked when Elijah talked to Elisha, he remembered what Elijah just did, what God just did through him when, uh, on the, um, with Baal in that situation. So he knew that God was calling him in that moment. So he went ahead and took that and went to his family and said, this is what God's called me to do. I'm going to follow this man. God didn't say 10 years from now you will be a prophet. God just said, follow me, and I want you to follow this guy and serve him. And so he left that and went and served him, and God blessed him through that and prepared him for that moment. And that's what God wants to do with each and every one of us, is God wants to get us to the moment that he had when he created us. And and he wants to get us to that point. We just got to let him. We just got to let him do that. Stand with me as we worship. Love you guys.